because I was going to say, thank fuck you. Donald Trump. Not yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, Nick, fuck Donald Trump. I mean, that could be the intro. Yeah, fuck. That's such an amazing song. I said, I like white boys, but I don't like you. <laughs> Thing is, though, hip hop really did like Trump, though, for a minute. What? Nelly yeah, had a verse yeah. about him. Everyone's had a bar about him. They did, man. Everyone had a bar about Everyone's Trump. A lot, to a lot of these men, like, they've got lyrics that did not age well because of that whole chunk. A lot of people Expired didn't. like milk. Yeah. And Jay's like, got a couple on um, um, Volume 3. He was sprinkling, yeah, he sprinkled it. He's got a towel on the Trump he's only slept in once. Yeah, see? Yo, like, a lot of men have fucked with. Uh, it's like Bill Gates. It's a lot of Bill Gates was. Mm. But Trump's on, Trump was on another level. Those bare Trump bars. I don't like I don't like white boys, but I don't like you. Shout out to white cheese, man. What's going on world? Welcome to episode 40 of the Rhymes Like Dimes podcast with your boys Peter. Peace. Mohammed, <laughs> you and myself, Yemi. Um, if you're wondering why we're laughing, this is our fifteenth attempt at an intro <laughs> Bruh, because we're all moving mad right now. But you know, we're here, guys. What's going on? What's good, man? How you doing, bro? Good, man. It's good, man. It's a brave new world out here. You know what I mean? Trump's out of here. I'm you know saying. what I'm saying? I'm not according to Trump. <laughs> not according to Trump. But as we're recording, um, Biden, Joe Biden, has been announced as the president-elect of the United States, and Trump's taking it really well. He tweeted, I actually won this election <laughs> by a lot. That's what he said. He goes by a lot. I'm not going to lie. I like that energy though, man. I mean, he's going to have that same energy. <laughs> I love that energy. He's going to have that same energy when the Secret Service escort his ass out. Trump came out when that same night of the elections and said, yeah, I've won. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Can we deep it? Pennsylvania was only like 6% in. Bro, he came he, out and said, he said the postal votes. Yep, I've won. <laughs> he said the postal votes were illegal when they're the exact opposite. Yeah. And then, but did you know, you know what's weird about Trump? Trump told his fan base, don't do a mail-in ballot. He told all of his fan base, show up on the day of the elections, don't do a mail-in ballot. That's how they're trying to rob us. Mm. So now the majority of the mail-in ballots are for Biden. He's wondering why. Because he told your base, don't do mail-in ballots. How ironic. And you know what I love? The seats that cost him the thing, the presidential election. Detroit, Philadelphia. <laughs> That's, that's the shit I like to hear. Big up the roots. Hey man, shout out to Detroit and Philly fam. And shout Jill Scott. Shout out Big Sean. Shout out to Freeway. Definitely shout out Jill Scott. Um, but yeah, guys, I mean, congrats to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as well. She's going to be the first woman vice president and first woman of color as well. Um, so yeah, man, it's crazy. Crazy times. Hey man, salute to her fam. For sure. Nice. We are also in lockdown 2.0. Nice. You know, Here we go it again. went into effect this week. Here we go again. How are we feeling, guys? I feel fine, man. I'm 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 in the yard all the time, so I feel like I'm on lockdown twenty four seven. So this really I feel like you said that verbatim the first lockdown. Yeah, probably. You said that since um, I've known him. So yeah, I'm I'm good. I mean nothing changed on my side. I feel you. It's a fake lockdown to me. It definitely is. It's a fake lockdown. The amount of people that are out. Do you remember the first lockdown? Mm. McDonald's was closed. Superdrug was closed. Yeah. Everywhere was closed. Now I'm seeing man walking because I had to go close up my shop on Thursday and Friday. I'm seeing man out right go like people are trying to knock on my door and see if mm. you are open. No one cares, bro. No one cares about this lockdown, man. And wait, it's only for a month, so that's what they see how I just hope they don't extend it, man. Uh no, I don't think so. There's somewhere in the world that needs to see me. Because even though I like being at home, I still like the option to like go out. I feel you. But you don't do it. That's no, no, because he wants to be in a position of power. 
You know, well, you know how much of a psychopath is. you are to say yeah. <laughs> yes. Don't go out. Yes. But I want the option to say no. Yes. <laughs> yeah, man. He's like that though. We all like control though, isn't it? Yeah, we do. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. No, especially, yeah. I mean, I think the last few months have shown us how much people love control. There you go. Being able to go out on their own terms and that. But, you know, buck up. It's a pandemic. That's here to stay. Word. Word. So, it is what it is. But, Pete, how was your week? Um, yeah, it's cool, man. Working. And yeah, man, that's it, man. You know, give all glory to God. And all the time. Really. Hear that. Short and sweet. Like it. Mohammed? Hey, man, just been chilling, working. So I asked to be united. That's about it. And whenever you ask us this question, like, what do you actually expect us to say? I mean, not much, <laughs> to be honest. I just like to be courteous. Because more time, yeah, and listeners, like, I imagine that every time this question comes, you're not really expecting to hear anything new. I mean, I like On my side, anyway. I'd like to think that they want to know what you're up to. It's always going to be the same thing with me. Even if it's not much. Just don't check in. Mm. I watch one football team play football. Look at this anti-guy. <laughs> he just don't like the world knowing what he does. Even no, he does. it's not even that. It's just because I don't really have much to report. Things that I can say on a podcast, anyway. Well, maybe I hold the hope every time we record that you do have actually something to talk about. Sometimes it can work. Like, even when we asked Yemi, oh, what'd you do for that week? And then he was at a YouTube party. Mm. That's Yem, though. Yem's like... Yemi lives a different lit. life, though. Yeah, Yem's... Yem, yeah, Yem lives Sky a different life. Sky Rob Shoulders a boy fam. I mean, mm. we move like drug dealers. Yeah, Yem's yeah. like out here. It's true. So it's, when you ask us that, we're not going to reveal too much. True. <laughs> so shall, shall I stop asking? No, ask. No, ask, ask away, because it's interesting. See, again, like, what is this? I may surprise you one day. But this one... Come out left angle. Never know. Mohammed, how was your week? It was a week. Nothing special, man. Went work. Yo, he says that verbatim every <laughs> all the time. Every episode. All what the time. I say, fam? Um, nothing special, man. Went to my shop, closed it on Wednesday, Thursday morning. Closed my shop. Friday, I had to come there to do one last thing. Watched Arsenal Pepper United on Sunday. Pepper, relax. Pepper United on Sunday. Pepper, yeah. They got the pepper in. Jeez, it happens. It's a di- accept <laughs> it. Listen, what a difference a week makes, yeah. Because when you lost to Leicester, men were fucking burning the house down, and now you've beaten United. Oh yeah, it's all good again. It's different when you beat United. We peppered them as well. We didn't beat them. Party is different. Look at my eyes. Party is different levels. I don't, I don't think you might deep it. Party is different levels. Gabriel might be the best centre back since Village, but I don't want to talk to him. Relax. <laughs> See, I, I know you're, I know you're trolling. trolling but this trolling, is trolling, you, trolling. you knew you realize why we hate Arsenal fans. Yeah, I'm, right? I'm doing it on purpose, so you don't. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. But some people genuinely believe. Yeah, one hundred percent. I saw someone say he's the best signing since Van Dijk. I'm just like, relax. But no, all just that's probably Austin Darbo. What you say? It's probably Austin Darbo. Wow. Do you know what he's the best signing? He has awful football takes. How about you, Yemi? Yeah, man, it's been a weird week, to be honest. Um, I'm on furlough now, um, oh. which is interesting. Um, the company I work for is hopefully going to be in furlough for just a couple of weeks. But um, yeah, now I don't work for a bit. I'm just trying to find shit to do. But other than that, it's been all right. Like, it started on Thursday, so up until then I was working. And uh, since then, just been... Chilling. Chilling, to be honest. Resting. I don't blame you. So, uh... You know, sometimes you need that. And here I am. You went um Amsterdam for your birthday. How was that? Of course, yes. I went to Amsterdam for my birthday. Um, that was good. Smoked a lot. Uh, <laughs> got very, very high. Mm. It was cold and it was rainy. So didn't get to do a whole lot. And obviously it was locked down as well. Mm. Uh, a lot of places were closed. But, you know, we went to Pata. I bought a nice uh, shirt. I bought the Ajax 95 away shirt. Okay. Pata collab. That's really nice. And other than that, yeah, man, it was cool. I'll be chilled, man. I'll be chilled, rested. And... Uh, Smoke. It went quickly. It went very, very quickly. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was good. Can't lie. I salute to you, fam. Thank you, man. What you remember listening to? Well, before you do that, I want to thank everybody because obviously now we've reached our 40th episode. And, you know, it's a milestone, obviously. How does it feel? 
How does it feel? Um, 40 is a weird number. It is, isn't it? 40, if We're middle-aged. 50 is different levels. We're middle-aged now. 40 is... It's a, it's a landmark. It's, Any, a, it's a round number. Anything with zero at the end, it's a, it's a, it's a landmark for sure. That's the truth. I'm proud of us though, man. Like, I mean, I'm really still enjoying this. Um, I'd be lying if I sat here and said I didn't think we'd make it this far because I, I, I thought we would. Um, so this isn't too much of a surprise, but I'm still proud that we're doing it though. Um, sure. And I'm still enjoying it. I thought I'd have been Bro. sick and tired of you, man, by now. But Bro. I'm actually still enjoying this. The amount of ups you know? and downs we had as well with lockdown, coronavirus. It's mad to still be here. Yeah, mm. man. And we've been going from strength to strength, yeah. man. So, Constantly. you know, long may that continue. And obviously, I want to thank everybody who has listened. Even if you've listened to a minute of us from the first episode to now, wow. we're very, very appreciative of it. You know, shout out all of you. Um, if you want to continue, you know, helping out, Obviously, continue listening to us. You know, hit follow on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. It really, really helps us. And um, yeah, man, just well, stay tuned. Got, We've got a lot to, to come. Salute to everyone. Salute to the guests that's been on the, the podcast. Salute yeah, to everyone. all of them as well, yeah. you know. Yeah, man. Peace to the gods and the earths. Peace to the gods and the earths, for sure. <laughs> so, Yemi, so why have you been listening to this week? <laughs> right, man, I haven't saluted and said peace to the gods and the earths since, like, the early episodes, innit? So I've got to bring it back. Oh, yeah. Well, back when we thought you were 5%er. Yeah, man. Um, but what I've been listening to this week, to be honest, I ain't been listening to much, to be fair. I mean, I listened to a lot um, on Friday, as obviously New Music Friday and everything. I listened to the new Dutch of Veli mixtape, yep. uh, Dutch from the Fifth. I was listening to that because I was reviewing it for Trench. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. Um, it's mainly drill, but it's sensitive thug drill. Like, there are a couple of <laughs> tunes where he's singing an auto tune. He's crooning about, you know, a, f- a girlfriend that wasn't really a girlfriend and all that stuff. So it's, it's, it's very balanced. It's very balanced. Like, you don't get that su- that kind of vulnerability from dual artists. So, you know, very, very much welcome. So that was a good tape. Also listen to the new Novelist Project, which is an instrumental EP. Mm-hmm. So big up Novelist. And this Buster album. But we'll get into that later. That's what mm. I was going to say. We'll get into it later. We'll get into that later. Peter, what about you? Um, what have I been listening to? I've been listening to... There's a lead guitarist um, from Parliament Funkadelic called Eddie Hazel. Um, I listened to his only solo album, which I thought was really good. I've also been listening to Bilal's second album, Love for Sale. Dope. Um, what else? Emma V. Mm. I listened to Emma V's Honeymoon album. And then I checked out her project with um, Alphamist, which was also really dope. And um, yeah, a couple of Lucy's here and there, like some big L freestyles. Mm. But yeah, that's it really. I'm I'm always all over the place, man. I listen to Lucy's here and there. One day I'm like, you know, into jazz and the next day I'm like into like fucking some like big L shit. I feel like you're the only person in the world that would like look at Parliament Funkadelic and look at all of the members and think, you listen to each and every one of their songs. No, albums. no, that's not. There's like 35 no, members yeah. of Parliament <laughs> see, Funkadelic. See, I'm not letting you paint that narrative. That's not. What do you what mean? Ha- that's not what happened. How I got into him was I was listening to um, Maggot Brain, the song by Funkadelic, and there was a so- there was a guitar solo. It was just mad. I was like, oh, let me see who's this like playing the guitar. Oh, so you didn't know him already? No, I didn't know him already. So I looked him up and I was like, oh shit, I like this guy. So I just googled him. Um, and then I just wanted to see if he'd released any solo albums and I saw that he actually did. He died in 92, I think. Was it 92? Might be 92. Um, so I thought, oh, let me check out, let me check out this album. And I was like, yo, this is fire. So that's what happened. Cool. Still on, still on you though. <laughs> Mohammed, what about you? Um, I wish I could say I've been listening to much of Peter, but let me not lie. Um, just been chilling, man. Listen to the new 
Talking to Gigs tape. Oh uh, yeah, I listened to that as well. I've listened to I've listened to it once. Sounds alright so far. I just need to give it another run through before I make an opinion on it. I haven't listened to Dutch of Eddie yet. Went through Buster's album, which we're going to get into a lot this week as well, just before the podcast started. And that's about it, really. I haven't been listening to music too much this time, this week. Mm. I'll be honest with you, because of work and essentially, I've been watching that like, No Word of a Life. You go to our TV right now; it's on CNN. I've been watching the presidential election all week. Same, like same. ridiculous. Like I've st- I went bed six o'clock yesterday. I went mm. bed six o'clock on Tuesday. Five o'clock on Wednesday. Like, I've really been keeping up. I love American politics. The gigs tape was just gigs being gigs, isn't it? Yeah. I haven't, there's an artist I want to check out, unfortunate. I never listened to King Von, so King Von's an artist recently that got shot in Yeah, rest in peace, King Von. Mm, rest in peace, he was a massive Was it Chicago artist. or Atlanta? Was it Atlanta, sorry. Yeah. Chicago, Atlanta. And then he got shot. I think he's from Chicago, but killed. But got yeah, killed yeah, he got, but he's from Chicago originally, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, so from Chicago. And I think he used to roll his little Dirk and them man as well. Mm. And he got shot, but I've never listened to his music. And unfortunate when an incident like this brings an artist to light. Mm. But just the amount of people showing him love to it, want to give my least have respect to listen to his music yeah. and see what he was about. No, sure. some some of my boys were like saying, yo, P, like, he's a really good storyteller. I story heard teller. as well. I've heard he's solid. I heard he's a really good storyteller. Yeah. Check him out. But you know me, I'm always resistant. Do you know what I mean? So I haven't yet. But regardless, man, rest in peace, man. It's always sad. And it's tiring. It's exhausting just, you know, just hearing about, you know, young blacks just getting killed, man. From Left gun right violence. Center, it's man. crazy, man. You know what I'm he was only 26. And I got, I saw the notification recently where he only just dropped an album. Yeah. This is his first album, so I was just like, rah. Yeah, I saw it's a tweet that said um, a lot of the younger generation of rap fans have had to deal with a lot of loss, and I couldn't agree more. Like, Juice World, Pop Smoke, King Von, XXX, FBG Duck, XXX, Tentacion. Rest in peace to King Von. Okay, lads, the moment is here. Let's get into the first topic, and it's going to be our first review for a while. And we're going to be reviewing the Temp Studio album of the legendary, iconic Dungeon Dragon, Bus or Bus, Buster Rhymes. If I knew his government name, I'd give him his government it's a name. Dungeon Dragon. He's the Dungeon Dragon. <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with you? He's the, he's the Dungeon Dragon. No one's ever introduced Buster Rhymes as the Dungeon Dragon. But that's how much of a fan I am, isn't it? Yeah, but you, can you start off this, this topic? I did. You know, I did. You kick it off. I did. You're, you're the opinion I've been waiting for to hear about Dungeon Dragon. Dragon. Oh, you want to hear me? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. You're the opinion I've been right, waiting so to hear. So, obviously, yeah. Buster Rhymes dropped his um, Temp Studio album, I think his first album in how many years? Maybe like six, seven years. Um, Extinction Level Event 2, which is the sequel to his 1998 album. Eight years. Thank you. Um, Extinction Level Event 2, which is the sequel to his 1998 album, Extinction Level Event. Um, And the first first ELE was very, very apocalyptic. In the 90s, he was very much um, on the apocalyptic wave of Every time he had an album, he'd be counting down the years to the There's year only five years left. There's only five <laughs> years left. There's only two years left and all that stuff. And ELE2 essentially carries on that tradition from a thematic standpoint. Um, it's got features from the likes of Kendrick Lamar, Mariah Carey, Q-Tip, Rakim, Rhapsody, um, Bill Biv DeVoe, Mr. Farrakhan, <laughs> ODB. Like, ODB, rest in peace as well. And just a whole bunch of different people. So it's very much an event. It's very much an event. It's a very... L- large album it's got like 22 23 tracks 80 minutes and yeah man it's here like obviously after much hype chris rock is all over that as well and narrating <laughs> which we'll get into um <laughs> and, said it all, and yeah the the, the moment um, the moment has arrived so you want me to kick this off yeah, yeah you gotta kick it yeah, off man. you're the right. buster's your guy you're the buster right, so fan the, there's someone that's a buster fan of us three it's you bus 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 is my guy um he's in my top 10 easily i think 
I owe a lot of my early experiences of just like listening to rap or like watching rap videos to Busta Rhymes. Uh, give me some more video, especially. <coughs> so, and in anticipation of listening to ELE too, I listened to ELE again, um, just to see if there was any real continuation other than the thematics. Um, that wasn't really, but that's fine. Um, as a standalone album, ELE 2, after a cu- okay, after the first listen, because I'll give you my opinion for the first listen and the second listen. After my first Why listen. Why are you shuffling? I'm not shuffling. <laughs> I'm shuffling, not shuffling at all. Are you shuffling? Man. Why are you shuffling? Yo, you right now, brother man, brother man. <laughs> brother man. You're looking shaky these streets. <laughs> what do you say? Your man's slipping. He's falling. He can't get up. <laughs> He's definitely slipping and he's, he's slipping, falling. He's slipping, he's falling. Can't and has got a heavy neck, so he can't even get himself up, fam. <laughs> he's got no neck, cuz. Yo, Buster's got the most awkward body, you know? <laughs> that brother built like a fist. <laughs> the dungeon dragon. <laughs> I shout out to Buster, fam. I Real swear man, to legend, God, man, fam. Legends, man. Let's let Yemi get into his bag, Yeah, man. God, fam. <laughs> so on first listen, yeah? That, built, that guy built like a Hot Wheels, fam. <laughs> He has got a tonk neck, to be fair. Um, but yeah, go on, bro. Yeah, on first listen, I was like, this is okay. Um, I was already just kind of frustrated by the challenge of having to listen to 22 different tracks from Busta Rhymes, 80 minutes. Like, you guys know I like short albums. But listening through to it, I realized that there are quite a few good songs on there. There are some truly awful ones. Um, but there are a lot of good songs on there that maybe, I guess he felt he didn't need to take, he couldn't take out. Um, but a lot of them just didn't as standalone songs they're cool but they didn't really add much to the narrative of the album so that's why I'm kind of in a weird place with it mm. so that was the first listen on second listen I impr- I was I was more and more impressed like I was d- d- diving into the messages a little bit more you know each of the guests like Bus's performance like Bus sounds very much refreshed he very much sounds like the old Bus in a, in a lot of ways so overall I can say like I liked the project but there is a lot of fat that needs to be trimmed from it. Mm. Like, if I look at the flipping track list, yeah. It's just a lot, man. There's a lot going on. Like, Chris Rock for, for first, like, like, that's my favorite comedian of all time, but I don't need you in this, if I'm honest. Mm. Like, it's just, you're doing too much. Mm. I was feeling the exact same way, man. You, you're doing too much. After like, a while, I got enough. Yeah, enough, I was yeah. just like, I don't yeah, need Chris man. Rock all over this, man. I, I don't need him, like, narrating the album. Like, it's cool. It's cool to have Chris Rock narrating your album, innit? But... Keep it minimal. I don't know how I feel about comedians narrating albums because um, game games album Jesus piece he had Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart. Yeah, all Kevin over Hart, that bro. and I did not enjoy that man, and, and I don't know when it became a thing. Comedians are just a bit corny on rap albums. Rick Ross had Chris Rock on one. Didn't I didn't he? like it. Yeah, what's it Mastermind? I think he had yeah. And Chris Rock on. I was thinking about it like all the, all the stuff that he was saying about Buster on this album. And all the stuff that you were saying about Ross on that album, it's like, which one do you believe? He's a liar. Yeah. None of them. <laughs> you know what I'm None saying? Of them. None of them. Because everything you were saying on this is like, you know, Buster's the guy, no one's fucking with Buster. He said the same about Ross. It's like, uh, which one do you believe, bro? I mean, you can believe them both. Nah. No? No. Was he saying Ross is the greatest? Not in those exact words, but it would. It was, if he was saying it about you, you'd feel gassed that yeah, I'm the guy. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know, man. It just kind of made me feel like, eh. Yeah, I, really I hear that. It. I mean, especially on the first, like the ELE2 intro, like seven minutes and 12 seconds, yeah? I love that though. I love that intro, bro. Rakim sounded nice, man. I don't know nice, if I love, Rakim sounded nice, but I think you could have cut it down by at least a couple of minutes because again, Chris Rock was doing too much um, 
and towards the end, like Bus Bus was talking, like it was making sense and everything, but bruv. Do you know what part of that song it. I would have got rid of? You know the um the creepy voice at the beginning? There's that as well. I would have got rid of that and just let them start rhyming and then go into the the beat transition of the world is yours and Iraq him spitting. I would just let that happen rather than having a bit of the beginning because it was overly long for no reason. I guess it was there to set the scene, yeah. but why use that and then use Chris Rock? Yeah, like one, pick one or the other. Yeah. Like I would have had one or the other. To be honest, I would have had the intro before I would have had Chris Rock, but yeah. it is what it is. But you know, overall as a song, good start. Mm. Um, and generally like the production in here was dope. You know, Zar with MOP, that's probably my favorite tune. Oh. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Mainly for the production. Mm. Um, love the production. What other songs that I like? Don't Go with Q-Tip, Master Fad Mohammed with Rick Ross. Even the one with Farrakhan I liked as well. Mm. Um, Farrakhan's been in a few albums this year, boy. Yeah. For sure. Farrakhan's got Listen, he's got he's got a feature list longer mm. than most people. Best I Can with Rhapsody, um, Look Over Your Shoulder with Kendrick Lamar. Mm. And it, very, it, it finished strongly as well. Like I really liked all of the songs after Look Over Your Shoulder as well. The shit I did not enjoy. Um, <laughs> Where I belong. The tune with Vibes Cartel. That didn't. That doesn't need to be anywhere near a Buster <laughs> album, let alone a fucking Spliff Star album. Um, <laughs> Spliff Star. Fucking The Don and the Boss. That's what it's called. Where I Belong featuring Mar- Mariah Carey. That's just a rebore. Um, I'll give it to you. Yeah. Um, that's which I don't. Which I don't rate because come on, man. Mm. You've got Mariah here. You can. You can do better than this. I was telling you, man, earlier. Mariah fooled us because. At the, begin- at the end of um, the tune with Rhapsody, you know, they started doing the monologue, innit? And when Mariah's words came in, I was like, all right, cool, she's sounding very attractive right now. We're about to get some fire. And the and fire then, didn't come, though. And then you heard it, fire. what was it? There, there was no fire. There was no fire. Nah, bro, there wasn't even an ember. It was bro. mad. <laughs> it was flipping <laughs> crazy. It was, it was, just, it was just dead, bro. You got Bulbasaur, man. Char- <laughs> Charmander. One of the two. It was Charmander. That's cardinal sin. But was, that's a cardinal sin. That's cardinal sin, for sure. But um, generally, like, it was good, man. I feel like with Bus, yeah, he's got such a massive like network of, like, friends that he feels the need to utilise them on albums every time. Mm. Sometimes less is more, man. He like, even album. though, yeah, man, even though, even though I appreciate the songs, like, you didn't need to put them all on one album. Mm. Less is definitely more. I feel like I would have loved more of Bus just on his own, like, Talking about where he is in his life. Because mm. I feel like a lot of the time he was just rapping just to rap. He wasn't really saying much. So, you know, as much as I enjoy that, I know you and you can take that out in out of isolation and that like, you can enjoy it. Like, it just doesn't really fill me with much, like, right now. You know mm. what I'm saying? I'm not necessarily saying I need something of substance, but when you give me something as long as ELE2, I, I need a little bit more than you just rapping, rapping, mm. and then you having your friends. Like... Even though, mo- for the most part, they were great. Mm. Um, and also, I wanted to talk about the Bell with the Bell song as well. Because I thought that was all over the flipping place. <laughs> I liked like, it, man. I'm sorry. The Poison song. <laughs> well, it wasn't even a sample. Like, he basically rapped over Poison. And he took the, jumps, the drum sequences and added the drum sequences every five seconds. It was flipping crazy. Mm. It was it was a mess, bro. Yeah, I, I didn't know, know I didn't know if it to bop my head or fucking mm. smash a car <laughs> open. Like, I don't, I don't know. The I don't, first time I heard it, I didn't like it. Second and third time, which is a bit like the album. The first time I heard the album, I did. I wasn't sure how I felt about it. Mm. The second and third time I listened to that song, I don't know what it was. It was just I didn't mind it as much. The Mariah Carey song is hell. Like throw that in the bin. <laughs> that is absolutely garbage. The Vibe Cartel song, I like, stick that in jail, fam. That's trash as well. Mm. Like there's when he missed on this song in my, this album, he really missed. Mm. Do you yeah. get what I mean? There was no in betweens with 
this album. It was either really good or really poor. I don't think there was any songs off the top of this album. I don't feel a certain way about. Yeah. See if I like her, I think it's dead. And there's a there's a tendency for Bossa to just like tap into every part of his character. Yeah. So there's songs like I think it's Strap Yourself Down where he's just shouting, shouting, mm-hmm. and then obviously the Vibes Cartel song where he's doing up Caribbean. And he's doing up, he's doing up sexy, trying to do, yeah, trying to do sexy with Mariah Carey. I think that's the gift and the curse of being versatile. I think when you, when you are as versatile as someone like Busta Rhymes, you can kind of fall into that hole of trying to tap into every part of your talent when you don't necessarily need to. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you think think it's because the weight he gave us, he thought he has to? Because it's been eight years, do you think he just, the mindset he went in was, let me remind these people how good I am. Well, and therefore he played at this no. it was a disadvantage you get what I'm saying I don't even necessarily think it was that he's been versatile his whole career no I agree I'm just saying do you think it's the 8 year gap that he thought let me show how versatile I am if like I'm let me remind people probably, like this generation maybe. might not know as good, how good I am so let me just show these guys I can rap on every type I'm of pretty sure but he this isn't the f- sorry Ian, but this isn't the first time that Buster's tried oh, to yeah, yeah, yeah. touch every part of his talent so it's not really much of a surprise I feel like he did this on um Extinction Level Part 1. Yeah, He did. It was a very long album as well. Yeah. But I feel like he did it way better than he did it on this one. Though. And the time back then, I mean, everyone was dropping long albums, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure he alluded to wanting to be as versatile as possible on his Drink Champs interview. Mm-hmm. I think he more or less said that he wanted to show oh. everyone just... That's what I'm saying. So it was a case where he, he wanted to show people. Yeah, 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 for sure. But again, as Peter said, it's the gift and the curse because it's like sometimes less is more. You don't always have to show how versatile you are, especially as we know you're versatile. Every album that you've dropped since you come out, you've shown your versatility. I think now, well, not necessarily like trying to flex. It was just a thing of like, you've probably overdone it a little bit. Yeah, he could have chosen, if he cut this album down to 12 albums, 12 songs, and he chose 12 or 13, 12, of the best songs, top third, we'll be having a completely different conversation. Mm-hmm. Completely mm-hmm. different conversation. We might be saying, we might, we might, well, we might be saying close to album of the year. Yeah. It'd, it'd be in the conversation. It'd be in the conversation. Yeah. If he just cut down the 22 to 13, then it becomes a conversation of, ooh, like, yo, how good is it? Because if you mm-hmm. take 13, if you keep the Rhapsody song, the Kendrick song, um, whichever one else as well, mm. the conversation completely changes. I was saying that I'll take off half of the songs on there and actually made a list of the 11 that I'd keep. You'll take, which 11 would you I'll, do? I'd keep um, the intro, Yep. I'd keep the purge, strap yourself. I'd keep the bell biv devotion though. Okay, I'm, I'm with you on that. <laughs> um, okay. I would, I would keep the um, the song with Farrakhan, the song with ODB, the song with Q-Tip, True Indeed, which was produced by Primo, the the tune with Rick Ross, I would have kept, the tune with Rhapsody, and the tune with Kendrick. And I think with those, you're not keeping songs, it on MLP. Um, I'm okay with it not being on there. Okay. But with those, I believe with those 11 that I've chosen, I've, that's a solid album. Yeah, for sure. And even if it wasn't necessarily those 11 that anybody else wanted to choose, the point I'm trying to make is you can take at least 12, 13 songs off that album and make a really good album. My thing is though, and this is why I'm conflicted, like the songs that you've probably, well, apart from a couple, the songs that you've taken out aren't bad songs necessarily. No, that's it. They're not bad. Yeah. But it's a thing where it's like, if you had cut it down, then mm. we'd be talking. We'd, we'd be having a different yeah. conversation about it, but it's still an enjoyable album, in a way. So I don't want to be too harsh, but at the same time, you have given us a slog, and it, it was a slog to get through, to be mm-hmm. honest. Because yeah, Buss is more or less talking about the same shit throughout, and yeah, after a while, I just get stale. I think I was similar to Mo, where when I first listened to, it, I didn't like it, and then um, I was talking to my boy Freddie, big up Freddie, and he was like, "Oh, bro, you got to listen again. Trust me, man, you'll like it." So I left it a few days and I, I came back to it this morning 
And I was like, no, I, I like this album. So the more I listened to it, the more I liked it. And it's funny because the songs I didn't like initially, I was like, oh, this is all right, man. Do you know what I mean? Like Bust is timeless for me, man. I don't think it will ever be whack. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like whether you love this album or not, I think that his, the skill that he's kind of demonstrated on this album is just, it's just a further like emphasis of like the older statesman in rap, just like holding it down. Do you know what I'm saying? Because he's been in the game for like 20, 30 years. Do you know what I mean? And like, it seems as though people of that generation are still sounding very crisp, as you mean, as, as opposed to like the older the older guys. And I disrespect to any of them, man, but they're yeah, not right. they don't sound like that next generation do now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was nice to hear him because like I thought his flow is still very precise, and I still enjoy it. I like calm buster. I don't like hype buster though. You know what I mean? When yeah. he's when he's calm, like when he how he was flowing and rapping on um. Master Fahd Muhammad, that's the type of Buster Rhymes I like, where I can hear every word. Do you know what I'm saying? I can hear what he's trying to do with his lyricism. Do you know what I mean? But I enjoyed this album, man. It, it, it wasn't a bad album at all. I think the the um, the whole apocalyptic theme was a bit dry for me, just because it's something that we've kind of heard about for so long. Do you know what I mean? So I didn't necessarily need that on this album. And, and he, he had quite a few attempts at trying to do that. I just didn't really need it. You think it's corny? Um, no, not corny, because... Because it's supposed to be a part two of the first one, I get what he was trying to do, but I, I was okay with not having that being a running theme. Yeah, on the yeah, album, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But overall, man, it was a, I thought it was a good album, man. I hear that. I hear that. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely an older statesman who sh- has shown with this album that, you know, he's still very much, maybe not necessarily at the top of his game, but close enough to it. Um, and he's brought the best out of, like, people like Rakim as well and Kendrick yeah. and, you know, all those types of people as well. So he, he commands so much respect. So, you know, he will never be back. It's solid. Hopefully. I've never been a great Buster fan. I've never been a major Buster fan. I don't know why it is. I've just never been a heavy, heavy Buster fan. So I think that's because all you listen to is street shit. That's not true. Let's not even what's the name of street tunes. Though? Yeah, let's yeah, not act like all I listen to is gangbangers. But, but he's not. But he's not like no. We're not gonna. Street, we're not gonna act like all I listen to is Buster's a goon, bro. Like. Yeah, but does he rap about that in the, to the same volume? No, but look at my bruv. Let's not act like all I listen to is man shoot man left, right, and center. Let's I not mean, do I mean, that. I mean, no, let's not do that. Death is in my top five. Rich is my number one in my UK. Then I don't talk street shit. I was talking mainly American, but I thought you, you don't think Rich talks street shit. He's not. A, I wouldn't say he's a street now. Maybe not. Even back then, I wouldn't say he's a street rapper uh, in the ghetto street. But I wouldn't say he was. When I look at Rich, I wouldn't say he's a street rapper. Bro, I would look at Wretch and gets in the same place. Don't be fooled by the slick talk. Yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> but anyway, Wretch talks Rich, grease. He would, but I'm just saying, I don't. Anyway, my point is, let's not put me in a bubble like that. I just never used to listen to Buster as much as Yemi. So, as a. I, I mean, now, Yemi, Yemi's like probably like the only person in that South London Buster, that yeah, can, nah, that can name all flipping members of leaders of the new school. So, of course he's. <laughs> Yemi, <laughs> I've got a question for you. you know I mean? Where would you rank this? It Buster might be a bit Rams. too early. Dinko D, See Charlie I mean. Brown, and Cut Mona to my No one in South London has no ever said Dinko D's name, bro. No one in South London has ever known like that. I've got a question for you. But I'm me. Yeah, me, I've got a question for you then. I like that. Yeah, me, I've got a question for you. Off, I don't know how many times you've listened to it. Where would you rank this in terms of your favourite Buster albums? Uh, or is it too soon? Too soon. All right, cool. I mean, it's probably not reaching, because the first album's my favourite, and then I'd probably say the second album, and then I'd probably say... Anarchy, um, but then probably like top. He's at ten, top six, top seven. 
And where would you place Busta in your favorite rappers of all time? Top ten for sure. Cool. But as you were saying, yeah, I was, just, I, I was never a massive Busta fan, so taking in this album, I've listened to Busta before, I listened to these albums before, but I don't know if it was me having a new set of ears listening to Busta on this album. Do you get what I mean? Because mm. I'm doing it for a different, because I'm doing it for the podcast. Whatever preconceived notion I've had of Busta, I have to let it go yeah. and just listen to it freely. So taking it in, I've never denied Busta's a great rapper. No one's that's that's never any question, but. It just felt nice hearing Buster again. Yeah. After so long, like it generally felt like even if I'm not a massive fan of his, you can't go eight years without listening to Buster. Do you get what I mean? Even though he's had a couple features here and there, it just felt nice hearing his voice again and him rapping again. So I wasn't mad at the album. After the, the first time I heard it, I wasn't great. Second, third, fourth time listening to it on a journey here, there's more good songs than bad songs. And essentially, that's what you want in the album. Mm. You never want the bad songs to outweigh the dope tracks. Do you mm. know what I mean? Mm. That's when it becomes a problem. Is there a couple of songs that you could have left that, yeah, but overall with the project, I'm not mad at it at all. Mm. I was, it was just great to hear his voice, great to hear him rapping. He kept up with people as well. It's not like people left him behind. Mm. It's not like Anderson Pack washed, washed him. It's not like Kendrick washed him. I didn't him. like that song, man. No, I'm just saying in general, really though. Like it, I'm just saying these guys didn't, it's not like they came here and just yeah. left him when Kendrick's verse was disrespectful. Kendrick's verse was, yeah, Kendrick absolutely was absolutely He very much left off. That's his first verse of this year, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely disrespectful. I told you we need an album from Kendrick, but that's neither here nor there. I miss Kendrick. Yeah, he um yeah, he I was, was I, I don't even like I was on my way here and I was thinking what word can I use that would give that verse justice and I couldn't even find one. But he, he was just he uh, he was just disrespectful. What was he more disrespectful on? This one or Mona Lisa with Little Wing? Probably I don't think I've heard the Mona Probably Lisa. Probably this one. Mona Lisa one was at he was made this year as well. Bro, he uh when did Carter Five come out? Last year. Last year. He made look Little Wing look like a JV player. What's JV? Like junior varsity. Okay. Wallahi, bro. Mm. He made him look like he was in. Tell me, say that in football terms. He it? made him look like he was in Division Four. Link two, link two. Bro, worse than that. Talking. He was dagging him at Redbridge. Conference. Conference. Exeter. <laughs> All right. I promise you. Like when Kendrick gets on your song, it's a. It could get a bit wild. But mm. my point is, I don't think Buster was left on songs. I don't think mm. people embarrassed him. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? I feel like he kept up with everyone. He outbarred some man. So yeah, man. Overall, I liked it. Mm. So. I'm not mad at it at all. You'd be hard pressed to find a, a tune where Buster's feature with someone where he gets like left. Yeah, hundred percent. Money, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. So overall, I liked it. I just don't like when me personally, I can't. I hate when Buster starts rapping fast, fast. Mm. Sometimes I just be like, oh, didn't he rap fast, like. fast in the Mariah song? Bro, yeah, I, I didn't. I won't did. lie to you. I yeah. I did not get to the end of that song. Who? I think he, I think it was the Mariah song he started. There's a few songs I think we rapped ridiculously quick. I'm like how he does look at me now type shit. Mm. And sometimes when he does that, I'm a bit like... He's not really saying much. Yeah, I'm like, yo, you don't really need to be... Mm. Like, leave that to Twister. Mm. You actually said stuff. Yeah, so but other than that, that's just but my to be fair to Buster, he's always been doing it. You know, he has. And I'm not kidding. I just don't... I'm not a fan of it. When mm. he starts rapping 100 miles per hour, I'm mm. just not a massive... Mm. I hate that style. Buster's flow though, man. Like, I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like I don't hear it enough when we're talking about the best flows in rap. Like he's, it's just su- such precision, man. Like he, there was a tune on there where it, it kind of felt like it was his attempt at like a more contemporary type of beat or tune. Um, it sounded a bit trappy and it, he, he's, the way he was in the pocket, yeah, it was nice. Mm. And that's not even my type of song, but I was like, yeah, man, like I'm, I'm loving what he's doing with this, you know what I mean? So he's, his flow's always just amazing to me, man. He just, he just never sounds whack. Do you think it's cause he's, he he does a lot. He he has a lot of flows. So he's a flow master for sure. So because he's got so many people, never yeah yeah. He's a flow so, master. Can't pinpoint him to one. Yeah, people might not necessarily think he's 
the master of one, but he's also great at a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's ridiculously he's ridiculously amazing. Yeah, even still now, his talent is stupid. The song with um, Master Fad Muhammad, man, I I really liked that, man. I thought you would. That's my favorite song on the album. Yeah, I really liked that. After the Kendrick one, yeah, that's my favorite song. Really, the one with the one with Rick Ross, yeah, sure. It just sounded so like regal. It sounded like Black Excellence, man. Really? That's, that's exactly what it sounded like. What did it like. sound like, Peter? Black Excellence. You're damn right. You know what I'm saying? I just liked it. I really enjoyed it, man. And they both got their shit off as well. Yo, Rick Ross is different. I don't want to argue Rick Ross. He was floating. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to stop arguing Rick Ross with people. And for those that don't know, Master Fad is the person that found the Nation of Islam. The Queen History lesson there. Thank you. I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. He was the creator of the Nation of Islam. I love That's my favorite song on the album. I'm sorry, man. Mm, that, even. the Kedrick song. I like the Poison song. <laughs> I think my favorite song is the Rhapsody one. Ninth produced it. He brought that soul. Yeah, that's not a shock either. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? And I, I just liked him, and I like what they were talking about as well. Like, I like, as I don't think I've heard that perspective before, where you're rapping from the the viewpoint of having issues with the mother of your child, and I guess venting on you know how difficult she's been, and that was quite interesting to hear. That was obviously we've heard rappers you know kind of talk bad about you know the mother of their, their children, but. It sounded like a real story in this in this one. It sounded good, and then Rhapsody played her part as rapping from the perspective of, you know, knowing that you've been that difficult co-parenter, and um, you know, I guess like apologizing for it in a sense. And it sounded good. So is that the one you're going sure. with for your favorite song? That might be my favorite tune on there. You know Either that one or the Q-Tip one. Yeah, you know me. True indeed was mad too. That's the one that Primo produced. Yeah. That was mad that was good too. too. I mean, there are a lot of good ones. Um, I think for me, the one that I always go back to is Zar. Um, just because of the beat, the beat's fire. You seen the video? No. Oh, there's a video to it. Yeah. Uh, but I love, I love the Rhapsody one. I love the Kendrick one, the Primo one. There's, there's a lot of bangers on there, man, mm. for sure. I think it's too many features. How do you guys feel about albums? I was like thinking that? about that too, but I feel like depends on the length. Because it's 23 tracks. Yeah. It probably isn't that many. But how do you feel about how many are there? Too how, many how features. How do you like, for example, you remember Game Jesus piece? Yeah. Game Jesus piece had that was a lot. He had a feature on every single song. I was okay with that, and I'm okay with it as long as it sounds nice. Depending on who the artist is and where they are in their career, with someone like a Buster Rhymes, he's given us God knows how many albums where he hasn't had bare features. Do you get what I'm saying? So because of that, the the as you go on in your career, the latter albums, I'm okay with you experimenting and just wanting to collab with everyone. Because he's shown because he's done enough of the game. Yeah, he can carry albums by himself. So if he just wants, if he's hearing a tune and like he's feeling like you know what this person will add that, and I'm gonna bring him in. Cool. And if it happens to be on like ten out of the twenty songs, I'm I'm okay with. But how do you feel like a Jesus piece when it was? I know it's a white buster, but just like I'm okay with that too because I was like thirteen out of fourteen songs had that feature. I'm okay because again, game has showed that he's he can carry his own. Okay, cool. It also depends on how many people are featured on one song. I feel like with game there was like one to two people. More on the two side, most yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah, he had, he had, he had bare man on bare man. Whereas with yeah. Buster, he's got sixteen features on twenty two tracks, and the most amount of features he's got on one song is the intro. Um, if we're gonna count Chris, is Rock. that the most? Take Chris Rock out of it. All right, then Rakim and Pete Rock. Was Pete Rock even rapping on this? No, huh. I don't then, know why he, nah. they put him down. Then Rakim, then that's one. What song does he? What's, which one has the most features on a song? Does he have any two off the top of my head? I can't remember. Uh, no. See, that's fine. None. I can live with that. Whereas the game had celebration with four men. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus Peace with Common and someone else. And then he had all that lady with Big Sean. And it wasn't as long. It wasn't as long either. So yeah. it felt like there was just loads of them. Mm. If I just look through the track list again. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 
eight, nine. Your fourteen track. Ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, oh, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three. Game had twenty-three features on a fourteen track. On a third, well, if you count, okay, fine. If you even count the deluxe, twenty-five features on fourteen tracks. Game does too much. We well, had twenty-three. Game does too much. Game does too much. <laughs> but I think you said it perfectly. If someone is at a point in their career where you've given us enough material that I can go back to and listen to by yourself, I'm not mad at what you do now. Yeah. If Jay-Z comes with a feature-heavy album, bro, you've done more than enough for me. Mm. You might even find, you might even like it. You might find it yeah. refreshing. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's weird. If it's my favourite rapper, I'd rather hear them. I, I would have loved, even though Buster's not one of my favourites, I would have loved to have hear more Buster, just Buster songs. But I'm also not mad at what he's done because I could go back and listen to these yeah. albums, like you said. So I guess it's a tricky one, but... I like this album, man. For what it is, I liked it. I'm mm. not mad at this album at all. Even though 22 songs, I'm not mad at it. You haven't given us an album in eight years. Do what you want. Has this affected your um, view of Boss in any way? Positive or negative? I've never shot on him. I've never I've always said Boss is one of the, a legend. Boss is one of the goats. He's always been, yeah, he's always been on that level to me. He's always been God level. So I'm not going to, there's nothing for me to take off from him. And there's nothing for me to add to it. Mm. His legacy is already cemented in my mind. Do you get what I mean? So he can, he can continue dropping albums until he's 90. If he wants, out. I think I'd, we need to we need to get out of a place where just because if someone's a legend already and they've given us over 20 years of artistry, let them do what they want at that point, man. Mm. Let that person have fun with it. Whether they drop something bad or something good, they've given me enough. From, there's what, what, why would I knock their, from their pedestal? Do you get what I mean? How much is enough though? Oh, right, if Buster come out with three whack albums in a row, then we're gonna have a conversation. Uh, <laughs> are we? That's what nah, but that's what I'm saying. But at the same time, I was gonna say, but at the same time, is that fair? Why Bro, Prince dropped like twenty five albums, like a good. I'm gonna be careful. Be careful. A good like six or seven of those albums aren't great, but that does nothing. But are they for whack who? though? No, but are they whack? Hear the word I used. Whack is a different. There's a there's a few that I'm very content with never listening to again. How many? All six? Probably about five. There's probably about five albums that I personally won't listen to. Yeah, but five again. out of twenty five is a dumb ratio. Yeah, but like That's imagine, a uh, yeah, ratio. but and I'm not even the, the biggest prince. There's way more. That's like, a great ratio, though. There's way more like you know expert prince fans, but like for those that really grew up on him. If he was dropping, if he dropped those six or seven whack albums back to back to back to back, do you think they'd be saying, yo, we got to have a conversation about Prince? Or will they just hold him to um, that high esteem no, of the time in which he they was? Would definitely hold they, would definitely, they would definitely, they would definitely hold him to that esteem. Exactly. So we, we can do the same with our rap artists. Yeah, that's, I agree with you. I agree <clears> with you. I agree with you. But you I think I mean? rap's different. I think rap's different. If a rapper comes out with... Rap is definitely different. If a rapper comes out with four... If Jay-Z gives us four... What's the album Lost Souls was on? My brain's gone blank. Kingdom Come. Yeah. If he gives us four Kingdom Comes in a row. Not Jay-Z's not coming off the... So wait, Jay-Z's going to be the GOAT. So, so wait, like, what the fuck on. you playing So now? let's just say, let's just say every album from Kingdom Come onwards is like Kingdom Come. Bro, we're definitely talking like World One. No, we're not. I don't think we are. Are you going to bug him? I don't if, think, I don't if know if Jay-Z we are, gives us, If Kendrick gives us four Kingdom Comes right now. Listen, I'm not the biggest Jay-Z fan. No. But I will, have, I will even say, we're probably not going to look at any... If Kendrick comes out with four Kingdom Comes right now, I will trash you're telling me him. The, you're telling me the, I will trash him, but as far as where I rank him, I don't think it's going to change. No, he's ranking. Where's Kendrick now for you? He's probably top 10. Okay, he gives us four kingdom comes. He's still top 10. Yeah. 
If his bro, next, you know if his next four albums of Kingdom comes, he's still in my top five. Bro, do you know how- He's in my top 10. Do you know he's how- top, Do you know how He's difficult? in my top 10. I'm not saying he'll come- I don't mean to cut you off though. I'm not saying he'll come off your top 10. I'm just saying the conversation around the rapper becomes different. I don't know if it does. Not, bro, do you know like how difficult it is to drop four amazing albums? I don't even need them to in be amazing. In a row. I don't even want them to be amazing. You can give me all right. If you drop four whack albums in a row, like really bad. Yeah. That's different to dropping a, oh, a Born Sinner. Born Sinner was all right. If you give me four whack albums, bro, four trash. But you're not getting what I'm saying to you. I just asked you, do you know how difficult it is to drop three to four amazing albums in a row? Oh, world? I get what you're saying. Your talent's like, beyond measure. Yeah, not, yeah, many yeah, man. not many can do it. If you give me three or four amazing albums in a row and then you give me three or four mid to bad albums in a row, the conversation I don't think changes. I could probably, we could probably count on one hand the amount of solo artists that have been able to do that. Kendrick, Kanye, who else would you say? That's giving us more great albums than bad albums. Outcast. No, no, fuck. I said for solo. Oh, solo. What? Four back-to-back great albums. Solo artists. But that's where he stops. Nobody. That's where he stops. That's it. Kend- I agree so with you guys. Hard. In a row. No, no, no. Yeah, no, I'm, hard. He won't come up Kendrick top, and Kanye. He, they won't. I'm not saying Kendrick will come up my top 10. Kendrick won't come up my top 10. I'm just saying the nature of the conversation, the wider audience will change. I think that's probably. A, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, think that's a fact. I mean, the commentary will probably like take a dip. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think for that, it might take just like one good to great album afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree with you. I'm not, back saying, on track, I'm not saying you know he's what I'm done saying? forever. So, but what I mean is like, it's the vanity of it. The vanity yeah. of it would probably mean that people will comment on it. But if he goes back to dropping great albums again, no one remembers. 100%, 100%. No one cares. That's why I said like, what with a Buster, even if that this album was bad, Buster's done enough for his pedestal, for him never to come off his pedestal. Like he's a legend forever. I'm just glad that he came out after eight years of an album I personally like. I'm not mad at it at all. I feel that. So our final words are, it was a good album. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Big it, up Buster. It man. gave me what I needed. All right. Let's move on to the next topic. So in 2020, yeah, I feel like because there's such a wide variety of artists in the hip hop game these days, very hard for artists coming through to be in any way original and what I mean by that is standing out from the pack as far as like the type of music you make the type of type of production the way you rap um, the people you roll with and stuff like that I feel like you know rap has been going on for about what 45 years maybe even more um, and a part of me might f- maybe not me but a part of me sometimes thinks, have we seen every kind of like style or every kind of rapper that there is to see in the game? So I guess I just wanted to open that up to you guys as well. Like in 2020, do we feel like, or is originality in hip hop difficult to achieve? Have we seen every type of style there is to see? Um, and the reason why, one of the main reasons why I mentioned this is because I remember, it was, was it last year, earlier this year, there was this hoopla especially on social media, about this rapper called HD, who not only is the spitting image of Jay-Z, um, <laughs> but he also, but he also, but he also sound, raps and sounds a lot like Jay-Z, especially early Jay-Z. Um, and that kind of follows the similar trajectory as people saying that Bronson sounded like Ghostface, your old Drew sounded like Nas and stuff. So with that context, guys, do we think that in 2020, originality in hip hop is difficult to achieve? Um, 
there's nothing. <laughs> it's a difficult one. I'm going to say that there's nothing new under the sun. It's never what you do. It's how it's done. All right, let's move on to the next topic then. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, fam. Big up Nasir. Um, it's, Pete it's feels a, like the man after he dropped No, that was that, great. Boy. That was great. That was great. Um, that, hey, that was 10 out of 10. <laughs> Thank you, sir. It's a tough one, man. Um, as far as like, if we've seen every style that there is to see, that's impossible to say, man, because there's numerous artists that, that came out of nowhere and came with a style that we hadn't seen before. We didn't know that that style was to come or could come because we had never seen it before. So it's a bit difficult to, to measure that. Um, I think with the current landscape of where rap is at the moment, it does feel like, in the mainstream anyway, everyone sounds the same. So with that, it does feel like, at the moment, there is a lack of originality, but I don't want to say that without giving credit to what, what they're doing as well, because making like accessible music isn't easy quality accessible music like a young thug for example that's not easy to do man regardless of what my personal taste is like you can still tip your hat off to that shit um but i i, I don't know man it's difficult to it's difficult to measure like how do you man feel about the landscape at the moment and the quality of it uh, i feel like when it comes to mainstream there's a there's very much a method to the madness because there's a style that is profitable and as you say it might it's, it's difficult to maintain it and stuff but there's very much a, a style that people use that will set them up really well, like financially, so if, especially if they make trap songs and like kind of just more mainstream poppy sounding songs. You know, that's no mean feat and shout out to everybody who can do that successfully. Um, I feel like you're, you're bound to find a lot more originality in underground because they're just expressing their truest musical selves mm. um, and they're doing it unadulterated, unapologetic as well. So you're bound to find a lot more variety in that respect. Generally, the landscape now, I think there's a nice balance, man. I think, you know, for as much, you know, mainstream music that we're fed on a regular, like, all it takes is a couple clicks on the internet to find your new favorite underground rapper. Mm. And then to find, you know, a community underground or whatever that caters to what you're looking for. So generally, I'm quite happy with it. Like, there's always been this debate as well about you know, the landscape as well. But, you know, again, like, if you're really a hip-hop fan, then you will find what you like. Like, there's, someone, there's something out there for everybody. As far as if originality is difficult to achieve, I, yeah, it very much depends on what lens you're looking at. If you're looking at it from a mainstream perspective, then maybe, because as we've established, like, some of them sound the same. But if we're looking further down, then nah, because people always find new ways to make shit interesting. Mm. Yeah, man, it's very much, it's, it is a difficult one, but I also feel like if you look hard enough, you'll find it. Mm. It's a tricky one, man. Um, I definitely think there is new sounds to be found just because I don't, I don't think you can ever complete hip hop. I don't think yeah, we're ever It's gonna, constantly evolving. Yeah, man. I don't think we're ever going to be in a stage where it completes itself and that's it. Everyone's going to, we've, we've clocked the sequence. That's never going to be the case. I just think mainstream's always been the same-ish. That's never going to change. Mainstream's always kind of had one sound or two sounds whether it's the Nellies, the Jar Rules, it's always been the Drakes, it's always been similar. And now the Roddy Richards, whoever. I just think underground's where you're always gonna find whatever's different. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But my personal opinion, do I think do I think it's always gonna evolve? Yes. If I take it left and just use this as an example for two seconds, just me taking it left. Say Battle Rap, for example. Mm. Battle Rap had an issue where everyone was sounding the same for a little while. 
past the URL. I'm not talking about SmackDown DVD. I'm talking about URL. Mm. Whether it's the Sue Surf the Sue Surf era, people that came after him all sounded the same. So the Mr. Wavies and stuff. It's only now you're starting to see people taking among themselves and having originality. Like say New Jersey Twerk. He sounds completely different to everyone. Mm. But it was a little while where everyone sounded the same. Everyone sounded like him. Everyone sounded like who? New Jersey Twerk. Yeah. yeah. So what happened was everyone sounded like, in my opinion, everyone that came after Sue Surf sounded like Sue Surf. So Mr. Wavies, everyone like that kind of sounded like Surf. Then everyone sounded like Twerk. And then it's only now you've got the B dots of the world, the Mr. Sings of the world. They all, there's, there's a different, there's an air of difference now. Do you know but what I mean? But even with that, even with the Sue Surf example, you could say they all sound like Murder, Murder Mook. Mook. Yeah, do you I, agree mean? I, agree I agree with you. I agree with you. Surf, yeah, yeah. nah, yeah, man. <laughs> Damien's doing his face up. Yeah, yeah. But like, Surf is like one of Mook's like understudies, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So because of the style that Mook came into battle rap with, a lot of, even though the style has evolved, you can still say that it came from that. And while you were talking, I was even thinking about the word original and how we, how we look at it. And damn, my fucking point's gone now. <laughs> oh, I had a great point when Mo was talking. Keep going, it'll come back. I was going to say, like, I remember listening to... Ah, yes. So, <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, like, really, if you deep it, nothing is original, man. Like, you can remix it, but that doesn't necessarily make it original. And if you take, like, you take, you can take artists in different genres, like, even, like, the Beatles and Rolling Stones and that, like, they all had similar aesthetics and a similar sound, but it was just a remixed version of what the other band was doing really and truly. You can get into the intricacies of like lyricism and, and, and musicianship and that, but it, what the point I'm trying to make is that it wasn't original to the core of the word. It goes back to the idea of no idea is original, right? Yeah. So if I am like a rapper and I am maybe like an updated version, or maybe I do like, maybe I just tap into an asset of another rapper that and, and, and just zone in on it. It might not necessarily be original by the very letter of the word, but it's a sound or like a style that not many people have seen before in a sense. Like your point kind of goes into what I was going to say. Like I was listening to this interview with Chuck D a time ago and if he, he basically broke down hip hop to revolutionary artists and evolutionary artists. There's only a few revolutionary artists, the rest are evolutionary. Mm. I feel like we're still obviously in that evolutionary stage where, you know, whether we have sons of Wayne or we have sons of Thug or we have sons of Chief, you know, Keith. Chief Keith or you know sons of Little B and stuff like that, like these are they, you can all trace them back to a certain tree, mm. but they all do well. You'd like to think that a lot of them do their own thing in their own way. Um, I guess it just depends on how far you go with the word original. Because I agree with you, like no idea is necessarily original, mm. but at the same time, like. You can be wild by how fresh something sounds, even yeah. if it's an update on something. Mm. Who do you look at now, like new artists that you consider original in any way? Who are we, who are we considering to be new? Because like some Anyone post 2016. Uh, it's a tricky one because Drew was already big. So I can't say Heady was original. He just took it to another level. But does that Jay mean Huss. original? Yeah. J Huss, yeah, original. very original. Um, as you man like to remind me, you know, I'm a he was very late. I'm, you no, were late. No, I'm an old head, didn't it? I feel like I'm an old head sometimes. So like, I hadn't heard anything like J Huss before. So that was that was fresh. It sounded really, and it took me a while to get used to because it was so different. I wasn't even quite sure how to listen to him because I, I just wasn't sure how to 
I don't know. I just couldn't, couldn't quite catch it. Do you know what I mean? Whether it's the his his um his vo- his vocal um the way he like he his vocal performances or whether it's lyricism, like I just wasn't sure because it was so different. But he was one of the ones that made me feel like, yeah, I like this. This is new. This is fresh. I fuck with this. Even if I was late, I was like, yeah, I like this guy. You would love Pass Aliu then. Pass Aliu is kind of from that tree, but he kind of just he phones in on like. He's a lot more erratic in his sound. I like, see Jay Hustle when I see him, man. Well, Me too. if you listen I to see Jay Hustle when I see him, if you listen to a lot of his music, you'll realize that they're nothing alike. Okay, they're nothing alike. It's just an easy comparison, I guess. It's an easy comparison because of how they sound. Yeah, it's lazy. Yeah. But generally, no. But he's from that family tree, though. Man. He's from that family tree. As is Back Row G as well. Back Row G is another one of them, and he's just like, he's like a greasier version of Huss and Su- uh, Parsalu uh, combined. Um, mm. And he raps on any type of thing, but. More time he's 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 shouting, but he's not really shouting, and you know he'll just say some mad stuff like, you know, I told my girl to off her wig because we're going to war, sort of thing. So <laughs> I need know. to listen to him. That's the shit I need in my life. <laughs> You're telling your girl off her wig because we're going to war. Yeah, listen to you know I mean? listen, listen w- to wigs can be expensive, you know. Cause wigs are ex- if it's Peruvian, imagine she's got all doled up. You lot are going out. You say dash it. And yeah, you know what I mean. You see the ops on the corner. Yeah, off your wig. Cause that's crazy. Who do you think's original, Yemi? Yeah, I mean, Jay Huss, Pass Aliou, Back Row G. Um, I'd probably say, who else would I say? On the American side of things, even though he's not like 2016, um, I've always thought Danny Brown was very original because um, I'd never heard anyone like him before. But he was from that ODB family tree for me. It still sounded refreshing, but it just it wasn't that like original. <laughs> well, again, like ODB was revolutionary and... Danny Brown's um, very much, but the, the very much the difference between them two is Danny Brown was a better rapper, first of all. Um, and second of all, I just felt like for the time that we were in, like we we hadn't seen something like that in a while. Yeah. Um, this guy had like one tooth missing. Yeah, exactly. This guy was walking around with and one it, sock. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. And it's not singlet. just- Exactly. And it's not just the lyrical style. It's not just that. It's more so like the yeah, look. Like he was very much someone who- spoke for the hipsters, but also spoke for the drug dealers because mm. he was both. Mm. Um, you know, obviously he had the one tooth missing and he could still outwrap a lot of people. Like DNA but yeah, man, I thought he was, al- he was, I thought he, I think he's always been like quite original. I have a list as well. Um, Mickey Blanco as well. She's, she's transgender and she's dope. Um, she's always been dope because obviously transgender rappers aren't really a thing like that. Um, but also just her style, her delivery, the type of beat she raps over. Um, she's dope. But yeah, man, I think there there's definitely like quite a few out there mm. for sure. What are you, Mo? I wouldn't know. I can't think of original off the top of my head. I'm trying to think. I don't think, maybe it's because of what I listen to. I can't think of any original. Do you know what I mean? Maybe because what I re- listen to is so repetitive and I know what I like. Mm. I can't think of any off the top of the cuff um, original Rappers, I can think of original battle rappers because I love battle rap. So that's something I could do. But if we're talking strictly hip hop, off the top of my head, nah, off the top of the head, I wouldn't be able to think of. I think, I think Jay Huss is the obvious one, but I don't know. I can't think of him. With, with the idea that nothing is really original, how much leeway do you give to rappers that come out and sound exactly like um, someone that's clearly influenced them? I.e., um, a year old Droog sounding like a Nas. How much leeway do you give them, and how do you listen to their music? Can you listen to? If their it's music? a carbon copy, I can't do it. Okay. There's, it's, there's, there's a difference. If it's a, 
that one. Even if it's not intended. Even if it's not intended, if it's a carbon copy, like that one, for example, the guy that signed that, the, the Jay Z one. If it's a carb, if I can't tell the difference, <laughs> we got a problem here. At what? least with Action Bronson, you can tell. He tried. He sounded like Ghost, but it wasn't a carbon. Do you get what I mean? Mm. It's a difference when you're a carbon copy of someone. But if we're gonna say leeway, how many songs you've given them? Because <clears throat> if you listen to one year old Duke song and tap out because he sounds like Nas, I don't think that's fair. Because if you listen to an album or if you listen to more songs, you'll realize that there's nuances. Yeah. Even though, you know, from the outside looking in, he sounds like him. Like there are nuances to it. There's different styles. There's like different flows and stuff. It's easy to do one song and check out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I nearly did that with Drew when I first listened to him. But I was more interested in the fact that people thought that that was actually Nas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember that. Yeah, but yeah, I can't yeah. tell the difference between you and the rapper you're sounding like. We got a problem here, sir. Yeah, but that, that comes with time, though. Yeah, it's I same get, with I Bronson. Get. Bronson, I cannot hear any of that Ghostface shit no more. Yeah. I can't, anyway. Mm. Um, same thing with uh, Jid. A lot of people think that Jid sounds like Kendrick Lamar. I don't really hear it much I don't no hear more. that one. I can hear that. I remember I people used to say Shine tries to sound like Biggie. I couldn't hear that. I could hear that. I can't hear that. I can't hear, hear, hear Shine. I could not hear Shine. Shine used to try it. What? Shine used to try to sound no, like Biggie no, hard. He didn't try, man. He tried to sound no, like Biggie. His, do you know that's his real voice? Man said, when I start from scratch, I'll publish something with Def Jam. He tried to sound like Biggie. No, he didn't, man. If but, it's their uh, real voice, then what can we do? Yeah, he bodied If it's their real voice, then what can we do? Like, we can't punish them for it's that being their real voice. And I feel like with a lot of them, especially like someone like Euro Drug and Axon Bronson. That's their real voices. That's their real voices. That's New York. That's a New York yeah, sound. Yeah, that's yeah. A but New then York that's voice. where the nuance comes into it. Because like, if we look past the tonation, it's the rhyming pockets then. Like, both of them, man, definitely took from Ghost and Nas. And that's not to say that Bronson, as his music has developed, doesn't sound as much like Ghost. But in those earlier stages, the way Ghost used to have the high pitched when he was getting deep into his storytelling and that, like, you can tell the influence was there in it. And it came across like he was trying to imitate. But then when you listen to his interviews, you can tell that's the way his voice is. But then now that Bronson's rapping style isn't like that anymore, you could pose the question as to whether he was doing that intentionally because of the criticism. I think he was more so influenced by Ghostface and that's why he did it. More so than he did it to get somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like, was, isn't Ghostface like his favorite rapper or something? Um, called you rap. Called you rap, but he's up there, right? Yeah. So apart from the fact that he's from Queens, like he sounds like pretty much any other New Yorker, especially Ghostface, he's obviously taken from it. Mm. And I feel like, again, like I think I might have said this on a previous episode, like some artists might come out sounding like their influencers. But as they continue to grow, they find themselves. Sometimes it's difficult to get past it. With Nas and Droog, like, Droog lyrically, I love um, Droog lyrically. I love his his ear for beats as well. But I can't... You can't get past yourself. I can't get past it. And I've tried on numerous occasions. Because I want to like him because of how dope he is. But I just think of Nas every time I listen to him, man. He's like Nas with, like, more consistent, better beat selections. Do you know what I'm saying? So... So what, not, that so, to the what, side, so what Nas like, could have been, right? Yeah, that to the side, <laughs> though, like, he just, even the rhyming pockets, like, just flows, like, it's just Nas, like, I think he's got, his, his style is a lot more punchline driven than, than Nas, but I can still hear it too much, so it's difficult for me to dive into the music. And I'm a massive, like, Matt Kwame fan, and they do a lot of music together, so every time I listen to a song on Matt Kwame's and Droog's on it, and I hear the verse, it just reminds me of why I can't yeah, yeah, yeah. invest in Droog's music like that, do you get what I'm saying? Um, off. So do you think though, I feel like they the, the the American rappers get away with that a lot more. 
in the UK, because it's so small compared to the landscape of rap in the States, you can't do that as much here. Because I feel like people will call it out immediately. Well, I felt like most that sounded a lot like Jay Huss to begin with. A lot of people said that. Now I feel like... I don't see that. Yeah, man. Just listen to you. Especially when they're together. Yeah, I don't see yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's obvious. But they're boys, isn't that. it? Yeah, I'm a Mostak fan. Mm. I generally don't see Mostak sounding like Huss. Yeah, I'm I trying to that. think. I see um, sure. Even early Mostak, I can't see it. Maybe I just go Who's the guy that um, Huss had beef with? Kojo 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 yeah. Was there similarities there between those two? Nah, I don't think so. No? Um, no, 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 no. Nah, not really. Okay. But, um, they both got their own lane. They both good at what they do. Okay. Kojo Pons is solid. Mm. For sure, but... As time has gone with most act, I don't really see. I don't really hear that no more. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't see it at the start, so I wouldn't see it now personally. Yeah, um, I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I'm just weary of like shutting off rappers that are actually talented because they might sound like in, unintentionally or intentionally, but I want to believe unintentionally sound like someone else. But it's one thing sounding like someone else, and then you said it, it's one thing rhyming like that person. Mm. If you're rhyming like that person, if you're using the same flows, if you're dipping into the same pockets as that person. There's one thing for voice and one thing yeah. for everything else. You can't, you can't help voice. I don't know, man. You can't help you for can't voice. Help voice. If man. you're actively trying to rap like that person, I mean, dip into the same pockets, use the same flows. But with Droog, though, I don't think he's trying to. You just think it's, he I can't just help think it. that's just his voice and the influence is so embedded within him that he can't, he can't jump out of that, man. Then unfortunately, he's got to stay. So what, would you, what would you say then if Droog came out and he was rapping like, I don't know, ODB? Would you still say this guy sounds like Nas? I can't really listen to him like that. Nah, because his voice, his vocal inflections might be that of Nas, but the rhyming styles and the pockets is that of ODB. So you might, I would probably be more enticed by because it's it's because two it's different, different avenues. Yeah, two different styles. We're not we're meshed not, together. Yeah. Like Kendrick for me, he's a direct descendant of Andre Three Thousand. Even his verse on Buster's album, when I was listening to the precision and like the multis, I was like, yeah, man, I, I'm hearing Andre, but because of how his voice sounds. It's his own way of doing yeah, it. Yeah, it's still him. And sometimes I hear Andre, sometimes I hear Eminem in him. Do you know what I'm saying? But because of the way his voice sounds, he can still somewhat get away with it. You can't help but be influenced by um, how people before you have put their rhymes together. But depending on how your voice is, how you inflect it in different ways, you could get away with using other people's styles. I guess it goes back then to the idea of is originality difficult to achieve? Because even if you're using someone else's style or not, but you sound like someone, you're still, you still you still might be, maybe in a negative way or not, be compared to someone in a sense. So I guess it just goes back to the original question, but I do feel you though. Like sometimes you can hear rappers influences without necessarily hearing the rappers that, are, that influenced those rappers to begin with. So I guess it just depends on where you stand with it really. Like, it's tough. It's, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's very tough. Because even when Nas first came out, he um he, he was getting stick for um sounding like um Cool G Rap. And he had a bar where he was like, um, Russell Simmons said I sounded like G, the nigga fronted. And he was referring to G Rap. You know what I'm saying? So Nas, even Nas got in. People saying Cool G Rap, people saying Rakim. Yeah. So if someone as great as a Nas was getting it, it kind of makes you feel like... Eh, and even before Nas... to be original, man. Even before Nas, like... Over the last few weeks, I've been listening to a lot of like super old school, like clap your hands type stuff. Clap your hands, sir. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I <sighs> every time I listen to it now, I can't, I, every time I think of clap your hands, I think um, of you, so you've ruined it for me. Fam, you know what but, um, for the whole all, all of them. You're, you're not, not even no. the best. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't win no real MC contest. I'll kick you in your head if you ever said that to me, fam. Imagine <laughs> that, fam. Imagine you're in a club, yeah, and you start whining for a girl, you hear clap your hands, everybody, <laughs> if you got what it takes. Because I'm... <laughs> 
and these are the thing, ribs. Break it up, break it up, break it up. But here's the thing, they all sounded like that. They all sounded like They all sounded like Curtis Blow and they all sounded like Melly Mel. Yeah. So there was no real other option. Yeah. That's how you sounded. It was working. Exactly, and it was working. Obviously, as time goes on, the, the Run DMC has come, the LLs come, the Big Daddies, the Rakims, the Cool Gs, the Slick Ricks. You know, they all come and revolutionize the thing. So, I suppose it was okay back then because there weren't as many rappers to sound like. Whereas now, there's a massive plethora of people, but also you want to be original yourself. Mm. So it's, it is a difficult one. It's a difficult. It's one, interesting right? to see how like rap has evolved, even UK UK wise as well. Just looking at the people that came through and birthed certain styles. I wonder if it can be traced. Like, I wonder if, it seems as though that, like um, people like younger than us don't really care to see where things originated. But for us, man, like, I think it would be quite interesting to see where certain styles were birthed because seeing like how the landscape of people spitting here when So Solid were around to then like when the Dizzies and them man came out and like the Wileys and that, I think it would be quite interesting to with the grime generation I feel like there was more of a concerted effort to be original so Dizzy doesn't sound like Wiley doesn't sound like Kano doesn't sound like Dirty Goods or doesn't sound like uh, Jammer Flirt D, yeah. you know what I'm saying SLK all that stuff yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. there was more of a concerted effort there I don't know if that's translated to the current generation but definitely then maybe because like for the UK especially there was like there was still quite a lot to do mm. like we were still behind on the US because by the time Grime comes out in the early 2000s, hip hop is, you know, already hip hop. You know yeah. what I mean? So, you know, there's it's probably a lot easier to trace, to be honest, here. UK will be a lot easier. Yeah, like, I think it's interesting though, man. And I think it's okay with things not necessarily being original, as long as it sounds fresh though. And you evolve it. Take with it. Fresh versus, yeah, man. And evolve like, it. Yeah. At least do something with it. Don't take it and that's it. Yeah, it, not, it, yeah. Like, like, like Chuck D said, man, like, not everyone's gonna be like revolutionary, man, and that's okay. Uh, we don't want to put pressure on people to like, you know, do it if it's not really within them. Maybe here all day. But but I really rate those <laughs> that are though that did come through with styles that weren't around before. Like that's now when we ha- having this conversation is making me think about that, man. And that takes like another level of genius. But at the time when you're when you're creating whatever it is, you don't even know that what you're doing is genius. You know when um. I don't even know what example I can give. Um, even someone like an ODB, and we've mentioned him a few times, but like he didn't know that what he would... And I feel, I still stand by this, that what he did was, was somewhat of a template for like mumble rap. I still stand by that. But he didn't know that like, you know, that style of not really saying anything, but still saying something, but it still being on beat would become a thing. And whether you're a fan of his or not, you, you just got to respect it. For sure. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, and I guess it's a thing where, like, obviously, we want things to keep it fresh. People who are doing new things obviously need to have faith in what they're doing as well, because obviously it's very easy to join the crowd, um, and it's very easy to come out with something original. I, I even come up with Octavian. Octavian was very, very original when he came out. Mm. Now, not as much as he's embraced more trap sounds and stuff like that, but. He's still like, he was still, there was no one like him. And there's still probably, there's still no one like him in the UK. So yeah, man, it's just having faith in what you're doing and, you know, just being consistent with it. Like, you'll just be, you, you'll, you'll be good. You'll be good. So I guess to answer the question, depends on how you look at it. Yeah. There's yeah. no right or wrong answer to this one. Mm-hmm. I'm trying sure. to think of like a rapper that 
really came in with like a new style that we hadn't seen before. Well, recently? Um, no, just just over like just historically. Historically, I didn't hear Chief Keith style before Chief, and this ain't even me capping. I don't know what his style is though. Drill. So rapping over that type of beat. Yeah. Okay. And even that the the rhyming patterns. The words, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's slow. an example yeah. of. Ch- I've never heard yeah. nothing like Chief Keith before. He but then, rapping. do we give Trump? We give more credence to the producer. Who's young, uh, Chop- young Chopper? Yeah. No, because he's still got rap how he raps. Yeah, but he still he made that type of beat though. If we hadn't heard that type of beat before, it, that's it, something. It goes hand in hand. Okay. I think yeah, I think the hand. song has to bang for you to appreciate yeah. the production more. It works so together. If you, yeah, if you gave it to just any old Donny, like it might not have banged as much. If you gave it to Murder Mook, it's not going nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? They might think, why is he rapping on this exactly. bullshit? Yeah. Mm. Would you say Young Fugs one? No, because I feel like he, he's from um, Little Wayne's family tree. Okay. So I don't feel like anything he did is original. Apart from, even like the off-kilted singing, that's still, that's Wayne when Wayne picked up the guitar. Do you know what I'm saying? So I, he might have put like a tad bit of a splash of spice on it, but... <laughs> It's still, still, yeah, it's still weren't. It's still not enough for me to be like. Right, fair enough. And even the way Young Fug has done it is, um, it's influenced a lot of the men yeah, that yeah, come yeah, after yeah, him. So yeah, respect, yeah, yeah. but I'm, st- I'm still trying He's to still think. A su- yeah, I would say Chief. That's my vote, but you make a goal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. ODB, ODB is a very good one. I think Most Def was like one of the first rap singers. Um, Bismarcky, mate. LL Bismarcky. Was it LL singing rapping? No, LL never did that. Um, he just made very like good like love songs. Yeah, um, yeah Biz Bismarcky. Okay, yeah, Bismarcky. Yeah, yeah, Bismarcky. You can say Bismarcky. Yeah, but I feel like most Def took it to another level though, and most Def was actually singing quite well. Um, and then Andre took it somewhere else. He like passed the baton, and then it just kept being a thing. And then now we have like you know like a Drake. Who yeah, I mean, obviously we don't want to say that to be original. The only way you be original is be the first to do something, because it's just I mean not that, that that's that's essentially what it is though. Yeah, but it's way even more if you don't do it that well, it's way more complicated than that, though, because once someone has rap sung, you can't say you're original. You know what I'm saying? So there's only there's there's a no, fine you you, okay, yeah, I get there's you. a there's a finite number of people that can probably say if we're gonna put it by that definition that are truly original. I feel like you could probably say maybe no more than like I don't even know like twenty thirty artists mm. that are truly original. Yeah. So I guess it's more leaning towards what you do that is an update or something that's a little bit different to what's already there. I would love for us to make that list though. Like the 20 to 30 artists, rap artists that we feel were completely original in their style. I would love to do that. I think we should. That's a three hour topic. This is right here. All right. So we're going to move on to the final topic now. The fun one. Um, Peter, you came up with this one. Yes, sir. And he's basically given us the challenge, the rather exciting challenge, I must say, of uh, picking our favourite hip-hop rumours or what could have been moments in hip-hop. Now, obviously, there are lots of those, whether it's, you know, outrageous rumours about artists or, you know, execs or managers or, you know, albums or singles that could have been but never happened. So, uh, while there are a lot, I could barely think of any, but I know Peter's got a few. Yeah, man. Um, so I'll start this off with saying that one of my favorite could have been moments was, let me paint the picture here. Oh. Jay-Z <laughs> releases, oh no, Jay-Z's recording Reasonable Doubt, right? 
circa 96. With source money. Let me close my so eyes. Don't, see, nah, don't <laughs> say it. <though. laughs> yeah, I mean, but yeah, he's, he's recording in Reasonable Doubt. Okay. Um, he's, he's, you know, recording the tunes, banger okay. after banger. He's, um, he's got a song, he's got a song in mind that he wants to do in it. He's got a song called Bring It On. Um, and initially it had no features. He, on this song, he wanted Nas and AZ. Okay. Right? The firm. He, um, he reached out to Nas and AZ a few times. They kept saying, yeah, we're going to come true. Okay. Did they come true? They never came true. They, the they left him on red. They did, yeah. They, they, they just kept ducking the studio yeah, session. Yeah, they blue ticked so, him. Yeah, he ended up they putting... Um, oh, no, man. He ended up putting um, Source Money and Jazzo on it. Oh, so he d- oh, so it was Source Money? Yeah. <laughs> See? Um, <laughs> I knew yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's one of my favourite moments. Like, Nas and AZ being on Bring It On, produced by... I think Primo produced that. Um, that would have been... That would have been bad. And just the fact that it was Reasonable Doubt... It just would have, I think it would have changed a lot of hip hop stories going forward because I feel like that was like probably where a bit of the tension between Jay and Nas might have started because Jay was probably feeling a bit like, yo, I'm trying to pull you in, like, come, let's make some music together because I rate you. I've sampled your voice, isn't it? Let's actually do a song. <laughs> uh, let's actually do a song together. Do you know what I mean? But the fact Which would have been the original source of the contention. <laughs> yeah. Um, we so won't talk about that. So the fact that Nas was ducking, that probably created a bit of the tension. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, that was like, when I heard that rumour and I heard um, Dame Dash actually confirmed that. So when I heard that, I was just like, Bro, what could have been? Replacing Nas and AZ with Source Money Don't do and Jazz O. Don't do that. Is that replacing Mo Salah and Sadio Mane with Kevin Lisby and Jason Yule? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Lisby. You say Kevin Lisby. Jason Yule. Jason Yule. Oh, that's amazing. Hold tight, Jason Yule. That Charlton team was all right, man. It was, it was. It was actually okay. No, no, listen. Circa, circa 03, 04, it was banging. It was, okay. it was in the UEFA you know, you know, Cup. It was in the top six. Yeah, like, nah, it was nah, banging. Was Chris Powell. Chris Lee, Powell. Was Lee Henry Scott in the back yeah. Was Lee yeah, Hendry yeah. in it as well? I swear that was one called Did Lee Did he play Henry. for Charlton? Nah, he played for West Ham. No, he played for Villa. Villa, Villa, Villa. He played for Villa. They bodied that. I think Jazzo had the best verse on that song. He bodied that. I'm jesting, but you know. Yeah, Yeah, that was like one of my favourite could have been moments. All right, cool. Mohamed? Um... Thank you, for, thank you for painting the picture, by the way. Yeah, that was amazing. I don't have nothing like Peter. Peter is a nerd. <laughs> I just want to point out that idea, but this guy knew SAS wanted to get dreams. <laughs> Peter's a different animal, fam. Shout out I SAS. had two. Originally, I had Big Daddy King was supposedly sent me to Santa Machiavelli. I don't know how true that is. I just heard that a that's, long time that's ago. That's true. They've actually got a song together. Yeah, but and I've, I've got the song. Wait. Ooh. When you say Machiavelli, <laughs> do you mean Tupac's own yeah, label? Tupac's own label. Not Death Row. No, it was meant to be Tupac's own label. I think it was actually Death Row East. Was it? Actually, no, you might no, be right. Tupac's on label. Yeah, Tupac sure. was planning yeah, to go, yeah, Tupac yeah. was planning to, because Tupac went on MTV and he said he's got Death Row East. Mm. But supposedly behind the scenes, Tupac was planning to go take everything and chip and leave Death Row, kind of circle what Dr. Dre done essentially, and make Machiavelli. And Big Daddy King, Big Daddy King was meant to be the pinnacle signing. Um, that one. And I was also thinking, because you remember 50 originally said he wanted to keep Hey, I Love It and he wanted to keep How We Do. So imagine if he kept both songs. <sighs> And SAS kept dreams. Mm. What would happen to the game? Whew. That's that's a, that's a good one. I feel like that was a low key topic. I feel like we were going to talk about what would have happened if Fifty would have kept the six or seven tunes that he yeah like I think that he had on Games First album. So what would happen to the game? Damn. He still have put you on the game. To be fair, and that's what that's my favorite song of the album. Well, it's up there anyway. I love that beat. That beat's yeah. amazing, yeah. but that's not enough. It's probably not enough. That's not enough. Well, I will say that the documentary obviously wouldn't have been as successful. We don't know that. 
it wouldn't have been successful. Dre, Dr. Yeah, Dre might have actually yeah, Dreams, yeah, hate it or love it. How we do. How we do. Hear me out, guys. That's three months. Dr. Dre might have actually started producing again. Pete, Pete. You're and he not produ- he Pete. produced, um, what's that story, no? Pete. Pete, you're not getting. You're he not produced getting, it, <laughs> quote unquote. Yeah, air quotes. Yeah, air yes, quotes. Please. But you're not. You're not getting how we. How we do hate or love it. You're not getting them free. Mm. And I love Dre. Those three were different animals. Yeah. And obviously, fifty because fifty originally said the reason why fifty gave hate or love it to the game is because he was talking about his mom kissing a girl and he didn't know how his fans were going to react to that. Oh, so was that, that why? That's why he gave the game the song because he was like, I didn't know how my fans were going to react to me being so open. I, I thought it was because game was struggling to that, do, that to too, do that too, that too. But what, the hate or love it, I know hate or love it in particular was that reason. Mm. But the reason why he gave a lot of the songs to him is because game had no thought of how to make a song mm. and write hooks. So 50 after hear me. Yeah, because if 50 keeps all those songs, 50s look that differently. 50's second album's different. Yeah, exactly. And that might be back to back flawless albums. The Massacre might end up being a flawless album. I'm glad you said that because. If you take them away from documentary, then not as good. Nowhere near as good. If you put them on fifties, he's got two classics. It's changes Probably. both convos. Probably, yeah. yeah. It, changes, it changes. I think both it changes both careers as well. Yeah, one hundred for sure. The game's not going to have a career that he's got. And with That's that, normal. And with that, um, he might have beaten Ye in that battle with Curtis. Ooh. Graduation. He might have. And then that changes that. That changes that too. Yeah, because we don't know what Curtis becomes. Exactly. Could have altered a lot. He might not. have been so haphazard with Rick Ross too. Oh, I don't know right with this topic. All right, mate. You actually know, did all right. Well, I don't know right, cuz. Yeah, well done. Knocked out of the park. Hey, that man. was a good one. That what was can good I say? One. And then even the Rick Ross beef, you're right. It's looked at differently. That might not have even happened though. Yeah. We might not have power. Hey. We might not have vitamin water. Wow. Mm. That might be a good topic to have one day. Why you got to say it like that? What did he say? What? We might not have vitamin water. We might not. That's shade. We might not. Just so I've, I've never shady. had it. I've never had it. I've never, never had, had vitamin water. It's, just, not, it's not nice, but. There you go. Respect I just, the hustle, I, just no, I just see the. <laughs> I sold it for Coca Cola, bought it for billions. I've just watched the video where he slipped on his own water, innit? <laughs> That's the only interaction with vitamin water that I've had. So shout out to 50, innit? Nah, shout out to 50, man. I was. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. What's yours, Jam? Uh, my one. I'll pay, I won't paint as big a picture as Peter, but I'll pay a picture. Let's go. Um, so it's this. It's it, well, I don't want to say. I don't know what season it is, but it's like oh seven. Okay. You have one of the hottest rappers in the game, Kanye West. Kanye. You have another one of the hottest rappers in the game, and Lupe Lupe Fiasco. Lupe. And you have like the eternally dope Pharrell Williams. They've come together and they've made a song um, called "Us Places." And they call themselves a super group known as Child Rebel Soldier. Now, the song Us Places samples The Eraser by Tom York. Um, very mellow piano riff produced by Lupe, which is wild since you got Pharrell in I was now. just about to say that, um, continue. Yeah, for real. Um, but they all rap on it. Um, very, very dope song. Um, and they did the remix of NERD's Everybody Knows as well. So Kanye. Lupe were featured on that remix. I think it was on a NRD mixtape or something. Um, I think they were featured on Kanye's Can't Tell Me Nothing mixtape as well um, on another tune. Um, they had planned to do an album. Mm. Um, mm. According to Lupe, who was doing most of the talking about it, it was it was going to get done, this, that, and the other. Um, over the years, obviously, each of their trajectories went in a different way and it just never materialized. Now, if it had done, that would have been easily like one of the most exciting albums to come out 
of the, from that decade or any of of a recent memory because not only do you have Lupe who's just like on a roll at that point, Pharrell who you know most of the time doesn't miss when it comes to production, and even you know on the song last places he was rapping fairly well. Um, and Ye as well, you know, coming off a of graduation as well, he's on the run of his life. That would have been different class. Yeah, that wouldn't. That would have been different class. That would have been different um, class. But for one reason or another, it never happened. Um, I don't want to say that Lupe's salty about it because he respects Pharrell and Kanye's trajectories. Um, but I feel like there's that want there to make it happen, which I think he knows it what probably it done, it? and it probably won't yeah, ever happen. Now. Yeah, he knows what it would have done. He knows what it would have done, not only for him but just for hip hop in general. So um, yeah. I'm still waiting, oh, even though in, I'm waiting in vain. Yeah, that would have been different. It would have been great, Especially man. in those times as well, it would have been really big, man. For sure, man. A thousand, and these were the times when hip-hop wasn't great, man. Mm. We had the Laffy Taffy. Mm. The Laffy Taffy. We had Mims, This Is Why I'm Hot, you know. Um, no, we, we've been through hell with this hip-hop. Thing. No, there was a period, no, there was a period that was really The mid-2000s bad. was bad. There was a period that was really, yeah, really man, we, bad. We, yeah, we've been through a lot, man. And you, man, wonder why like, I'm so snobbish. Those those moments there created me. They are, but that's the reason I am the way is I that am. Your, is, that, is that your origin 100%, story? 100%, because after I endured that, and then I started receiving great music, I vowed to never like vowed go back to that stage you didn't like. Yeah, I was never just gonna like allow myself to be subjected audience, to such trash audience music. Peter vowed. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man. No, Peter honestly, we went through origins. a lot. I've got another one. Go ahead. What if mm. Kendrick had called me the album together that they were meant to? I think it would have been all over the place, man. You think so? Yeah, yeah I, I, I think so yeah, too. Yeah, now you don't think they'll be able to figure it out? Looking at it now, look at high power. I'm okay if it never happens. Yeah, but let's let's add a cold verse to that song. It don't sound. It don't hit. It don't hit as well. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. I think they're too. But I think that they're, they're too musically gifted to not figure it out. Mm. I think they're too good to not figure it out. It's gonna be patience there, though. One hundred percent. But you know when you just think that, I think they're too. They're too solid not to figure it out. Mm. I've always. I I've been waiting on that a long time. I've given up. I don't know how. Because I'm still kind of like burnt by the tune Forbidden Fruit. When I saw that Kendrick feature <laughs> and all he did was the hook. He didn't really, yeah. He didn't even do the hook. I liked his hook though. I love that song. Me and my I liked the hook, but I wanted more, especially on that beat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Did so Did you read the beat? Yeah, the beat was cool. The tribe sample, oh, right? The tribe sample, yeah. The Mystic Bounce. Mm. It would be all over the place. I feel like one of them would have to take the lead on each song. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whether that's the way they did J. Cole rapping on All Right and Kanye, uh, Kendrick rapping on The Tale of Two Cities. Maybe they could do something like that mm. and then maybe join for a couple tunes in the middle. Kendrick um, bodied that, by the way, compared to his car. You know what they should do? They should do, and this won't relate to you because you can't relate, but Mad Lib and Jay Dilla's album. You know, I was just thinking that. Champion Sound. So the way that worked was... But how would that work with... Because um, um, Kendrick's not a producer. He's not a producer, but what he can do is he can essentially... Maybe he can outsource the, produ- the production and maybe do a hook. On every song, so you don't want them rapping on every song. I don't necessarily want them rapping on every song together. Okay, but you want a tape from them for sure. Yeah. For sure, you would want one, right? To be honest, I would take it in any form. It is. I take it. I take it in any form. I've got one. What? I'm not going to paint much of a picture here, but "Girls, Girls, Girls" by Jay Z, produced by Just Blaze, was originally meant for Ghostface. Imagine if Ghostface would have had that. 
he would brother, he would have been serenading so hard on that tune. Would he would though? Have, what ghosts? It'd just no, be a lot of non sequiturs over girls, luscious beats. Girls, and what ghosts would have been like? Tony Starks. One hundred percent he would. One hundred percent he would. Ghosts would have spazzed on One hundred percent he would have. What would he have done? Tony Starks. <laughs> Bro, non sequiturs all over the place. He would have spazzed on that. Just chatting, stream of consciousness, yo, madness. Hey, yo, love, I love you. What? Nah, Ghostface would have spazzed on that, man. I still sound. Yeah, yo, yo, love, I love you like a chinchilla in '88. One name of a mafia guy here. One name of a black panther here. Cinnamon Crunch. '88, '81, '82. <laughs> nah, it, it, well, I love Ghost. It, it works for Thing, bro. It works <laughs> no, it works for him. It only works for him. No, I said it works for Jay Z. He would have killed. He would have killed. Oh, yeah, sure. It works for Jay Z. No, he would have. I don't know, bro. Girls, girls, girls is a Jay Z song. Come on, man. If he did what Jay Come was on. doing, 100. percent But That's he would not do what Jay was doing. Ghost could have done that. Ghost could have definitely done that. He can, but he wouldn't have. You know, like Ghost raps on that type of beat. He wouldn't have. He wouldn't have done what Jay did. I think he would have. I don't think he would have. No, 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 bro. You go back, listen to Ghost catalog, man. He's got he's got a wild song called um, Wildflower where he's like just talking really hurt, upset language where his girl's cheating on him and he's just blacking out. And if you listen to a song like that, man, the complete opposite is a song like Girls, Girls, Girls where he's just serenading. He would do it. And even when you hear him on Holler, brother, he was serenading all over that. What do you, what do you think he would have done on that? I mean, he would definitely start with I'm from the place where fish was made. <laughs> well, salute to gold because you gotta have that. Yeah, shit. yeah, you gotta salute. You gotta to have ghost, that, man. You gotta have that, man. That was a good one. Yeah, I've got one that. more. Nas was supposed to be on Biggie's Machine Gun Funk. There was supposed to be a remix. Nas was apparently in the studio with Biggie, but apparently he got too high to record and he had to leave. That's Quote unquote. It was either that or he was just shook. Nas wasn't very reliable. In the nineties, was he? Probably not. No, no, no. no. <laughs> For real, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, no, those are like some of my favorite what if moments, man. Do you think that would have added anything to his uh, legend? Yeah, of course. Cause like, yeah, man. Like Nas was like he's one of the few rappers that were like hot when like Biggie and Tupac were alive. That would have been I mean? amazing. That would have been mad. That would have been amazing. Well, thank you guys for that wonderful topic. And um, just before we f- finish off, um, it's been announced that Biggie has been officially inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Big up. So hey, salute, man. Big up and rest in peace to Biggie. Way too bad been inducted. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was yeah, a couple yeah, years ago. Um, took way too long, but I guess Biggie. Yeah, it took a while, but you know, it's here now. So big ups to Biggie and big ups to everybody involved. Um, it's one of the goats. For sure, for sure, for sure. And yeah, that'll do it for us for episode 40. Uh, so thank you for tuning in and all of that. Uh, we'll see you next time. Until then, you know, as I said before, very, very grateful for everyone that listens. Here's to the next 40. Um, hey, we're going to rock like crack when it came in. What? Bar. Um, <laughs> no, the last time I it's, it's a bar. Um, it's an amazing bar. It's a bar. But um, yeah, um, follow us uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on the socials at Rams Dimes Pod. Um, and yeah, man, we'll see you next time. Yeah, man. Peace. Salute. Until then, take care and peace.